All right, guys, at Green Mountain Dental Group, look, we all hate going to the dentist, but you might as well walk out of there with a free Sonicare toothbrush. That's what you get at Green Mountain Dental Group. You guys can schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam and walk out of there with a free Sonicare toothbrush. Sonicare, an awesome brand, top line electric toothbrush will lead to healthier teeth and less visits to the dentist in the long run. So check out Green Mountain Dental Group today. They're located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver there. Awesome people. They're Denver through and through just like us. Check them out today. Schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. Get a free Sonicare toothbrush. What is up, everybody? And welcome to the DNBR Nuggets podcast. I'm your host, Adam Manez. I'm joined by a motley crew of, of all-stars here. A man with a new residence. It's Harrison Wind. <laughs> Good to be back with you guys. Um, I missed the DNBA show Friday. Yeah, I hated that. It was a that, really good one, too. That killed me. That crushed Something me. about it. The energy many, was just Many great. people were saying it was some Ewing theory. Um, mm. It's really weird. You know? Chemistry oh. did feel good, I have to say. Harrison's <laughs> <laughs> over here just doing like, you sons of bitches. No, we missed yeah. you, H-Dub. Yeah. We missed no, you. yeah, it's good to be back, though. It's good to be back. So, uh, and then I'm also joined by Brendan Vogt. Yeah, don't forget about me. Uh, same same residence, though. No big news over here. So I got to ask, so a new residence. This is now your third place. Uh, new third, third place in three years. I'm like Paul George. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that's really bad. <laughs> we need a good, like, pun, a way off key for Harrison. Um, so how is it, man? Like, you're just, you're, I, I got to say, I don't know if we want to say, like, exactly where you are. I don't know how, like, protective you want to be of, of your residence or what have you, but RK, who, if you don't know, one of the partners at DNVR and runs the uh, the Broncos side of things, he lives very, very close, walkable distance to the DNVR bar. And I think it is the mm-hmm. smartest move anybody could have possibly ever made. I mean, that guy, the, the bar is basically his basement. I think, why didn't you do that, Harrison? That, uh, I feel like you really missed an opportunity here. Wow, just coming in uh, full throttle here. Coming in hot. I'd say, okay, so here's why we moved out of, like, the Highlands area, which we lived before. I love the Highlands. Great area. Tons of bars, tons of restaurants, super walkable. Um, it was super noisy, though. Really? Like, it, it was so noisy. I lived right next to this basketball court. When we moved in there, I was like, okay, got, people probably, you know, get up some shots, get some five on five, and on the weekends, you know, maybe Friday yeah. night, Friday morning, every day, 7 a.m., there's a ball <laughs> bouncing out there. Like, Jesus, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know work. this city loved basketball this much. <laughs> a, that is actually really annoying, man, a basketball yeah. at 7 in the morning. So, so we wanted someplace a little quiet. I don't Harrison, know how quiet Harrison moved because is. of basket because he doesn't love basketball enough. This yeah, is wow. Ball is not life. Really, really fascinating. Is it news. the parabola court in Highlands? The Dude, one that, that court goes, is so yes. lame. Yeah, it's yeah, not it's, even a, a straight court. It's the, the weirdest court I've ever seen in my life. The Nuggets it's held an event out there one time. Do you, were you there for that when they held like a rally no. or something out there? Oh yeah, they held like a real hype. No, it's was not. Uh, um. All right, well, in today's show, guys, we have a little bit to talk about. We kind of teased this because it was like breaking news last Friday when we did the DNBA show on Friday, but (laughs) the NBA appears to be headed for a Christmas Open. Um, Actually, maybe before Christmas, December 22nd, I think we can actually call this a Solstice Open, which I'm very excited. We need to get Ariana Lenarski on here, our our resident witch, to uh, explain to (laughs) us if this is a good or bad omen for the Nuggets that it would start on uh, the Solstice. But um, (laughs) 
so a December 22nd start, and it sounds like from everything I'm hearing, and when I say what I'm hearing, like podcasts that I'm listening to, not, not like <laughs> no, I haven't hit up Tim Conley to ask him for the inside <laughs> info on, on the uh, start date just yet. But it does sound like um, December 22nd is almost more likely than not at this point. I mean, is, I'm, is that the – do you guys feel the same way? Or are you still kind of uh, trying to read the tea leaves on this? I feel the same way. Uh, that definitely seems like the direction we're heading. I don't know how much you guys talked about this on Friday. I'm sure you touched on it. My oh, overall... I'm sure you listened. So uh, <laughs> I, know, I know that you did. So you, you know as well as we do. I, I, just, I just have to give my take. My, my overall take on this is that the NBA is going to try to cram this next season in. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be beautiful. <laughs> it's going to be rushed. But the owners probably looked at themselves and said, even if we wait until March, April, who knows if we're going to be able to get fans in there. Let's just get the season in. Let's right. get it over with. Let's get back on schedule. So right. I, I do think there's the momentum you, you, you think you're hearing. It's, it's totally real for a December 22nd Christmas start. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I mean, I don't think there just seems to be so much indecision around everything that they've had to sort of decide going all the way back to the planning of the bubble that it's hard to think there's any sort of consensus but it does seem like there's momentum in that direction and it just makes the most sense I mean why if you have an opportunity I think to wrap next season up by the normal conclusion right right time of the calendar year you yep. can essentially contain contain this damage right um, and you buy yourself more time for a normal fans in-house 82 game season the following year and I think that's exactly what's happening right now is they're looking at this next season and saying it's probably going to be similar to this last one and that it's not going to be normal. Um, and so if it's not going to be normal, what's the point of pushing everything back and continuing to sort of right. um, push everything back, including next season? So 72 games, it looks like starting on December 22nd and getting 72 games in. First of all, so there's, there's a couple things here. So I'm going to set the table by what this means implications wise. 72 games, probably trying to wrap up by the end of June. It sounds like that's still the plan. Maybe they go just a, a, a pinch late, but you're cutting off 10 games and you're cutting off two months. So you're actually going to have to, in addition to, you know, losing a few games, you're going to have to be playing more frequently. I, it sounds like there might not be an all-star game. There might not be an all-star weekend. That's one of the casualties that could come out of this. Um, players are going to lose. I believe this is, uh, you know, tw what was it, 12% of their uh, – there's 12% fewer games, so there's going to be 12% revenues cut. Um, so it's going to have a financial implication for players, obviously, with the salary cap, although it sounds like with the salary cap they're just going to – you know, player, they're going to act like the salary cap is normal, but play then just reduce everybody's salary from that. So teams will still be able to sign contracts as if there was no change. And then all the contracts get reduced by whatever percentage. Um, so, but, and then the other thing is this free agency period and this off season is just going to be so incredibly short. So with those implications in mind, I think we should talk about whether this is favorable or not favorable for Denver. And I'm going to start here, Denver, we don't know what their free agency period looks like, but we believe that they're going to re retain a lot of their players. Maybe they make a big move, but Jokic is going to be here. Murray's going to be here. Most of the rest of the pieces are probably going to be in Denver. So Denver, I think, will be have more continuity than the average team. And my first thought here, Vote, is I think that Denver has an advantage just from that. They're not going to be one of these teams that has a major new piece to kind of work in, most likely. Yeah, if it's an unconventional season, then you want to have the least sort of questions that you have to right. answer across the regular season. And 
you know, for Denver, we've said it so many times, I think you really want to limit this to what do the kids look like? And so if you bring everyone back, um, it's really what, like the fourth, fifth year in a row where they're going to feel like they're in that right. position. Yep. Um, and then just to, you know, especially if they can retain Grant, who was really the big transition this past season, you'd feel that much more comfortable. Uh, and then also the standpoint of motivation. I mean, this is a team that feels like they were that close and, yeah. and not, not like this was our fifth try at this. This isn't going to work. We got to change up the front office and the coach. Right. Like, no, they're just getting started. So in theory, guys like Jamal Murray are, are champing at the bit here to get going. What do you think, Wynn? No, yeah, I, I think in uh, I think in those aspects, it definitely works in the Nuggets' favor. I do wonder though how much, how many changes there are going to be throughout the entire <laughs> league. Like, yes, the Nuggets, right. we we think they're going to bring a lot of these guys back. I think most teams are going to bring their core back. I just think with the uncertainty, with the salary cap, with the weird off season, I don't. If, I, if I'm a team, I'm, I'm thinking continuity is going to be my best friend heading into next season. Like, if I'm the Clippers, I, I know I need to make some moves, but man, I, I, I think, still can't I, I, kinda, I still feel like the Clippers might do something crazy, man. I hear what you're saying, and it makes yeah. logical sense, but, man, all the reports seem like Balmer is, like, pissed. Not just, not just like, disappointed, but, but like, Balmer doesn't believe in his team anymore. And so I feel yeah. like – I don't know, man. So I think they might make some changes. But it even seems like the Rockets ta are talking like they're going to yeah. be running it back. Right. So yeah. I think we're going to see a lot of continuity. Yes, that's going to help the Nuggets. Um, th the youth thing, Nuggets have a very young team, again. So I think that's going to help as well. Um, but I, I do think it hurts the Nuggets in one aspect, and that's that I don't know if any team had a more emotional playoff run than Denver and just how taxing that was physically and emotionally. And look, I don't know. I can't peer into Nikola Jokic's mind. Yeah. I bet he would love a couple more months off. I mean, the, the, the guy just got <laughs> married. Like, with how taxing that playoff run was, I, I'm not sure how excited those guys will be to get back at it here in a month. In a month. Like, I know they're going to be chomping at the bit, but this is a quick turnaround for a team that went through so much. That's exactly it, though, man, like the emotional part of it. And I think there's guys on this team, Michael Porter, uh, Jamal Murray. And I'm not saying Jokic doesn't love basketball. I think he does. I just think he like likes it within the context of life. And I do think, you know, it, and, and sort of the ebbs and flows of the season. But I do think there are some players that are going to be like, hey, that's cool. We're back at basketball. I miss basketball. I'm ready to go. And there's going to be players that are like, yo, yeah, like I never get to go home to Serbia. I never get to be here around my horses. And, you know, Jokic had a busy summer, as we're going to talk about in the third segment. He got married this summer. I'm sure he would have loved a little bit of an extended stay at home this season more than any other one. Again, remember, all these other dudes got to go home. Monte Morris got to go home. Michael Porter got to go home during quarantine. Jokic didn't. He had to stay in Denver. He went home to see Dejan Milojevic's thing. That was his only chance. So I think he especially is sort of a guy that will, will sort of – I'm sure sees this as a huge drag and maybe just sort of mentally takes a little bit out of him. The flip side of that, though, Jokic gains a little weight every offseason. Ah, I, there's not nearly as much time for him to do that. Maybe he was past this stage anyway. Maybe that was, I, I kind of feel like maybe he was growing out of that, but let's be honest guys. I don't know how much body transformation you can have in this off season, both good or bad, because there's just, there's not going to be that much time. So less time for the, the wheels to fall off the wagon. <laughs> and within that time he got married, which I also was thinking about it this morning. 
like he de- he lost so much weight across the regular season. Like whatever that little bit of water weight he lost in the, in those few yeah. weeks there, and we all flipped out. Like he's he just was getting married. It's just hilarious how much I put into that. Like, is he ready for this? Is he starting his Tim Duncan you know right. phase as a leader? It's like nah, dude. He was getting married. You think it's as simple? Yeah, as Yeah, and I think he sharpened <laughs> up for the suit and the pictures. Do you think so, Harrison? Is this is this your theory no. as well? Yeah, this is I, th- least- I, I think it's a nice little coincidence, but I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's the main the main pillar of the theory. I hope not, but I'm I'm gonna get that joke off. <laughs> I, I honestly, a lot of people think that I think our friend Jenna Garcia was like really hammering this one home uh, when when the weight loss started. It was like, she hey, might be right. <laughs> and she might be right. So who knows? Um, I did not really lose any weight when I got married, although I didn't really have to lose any weight. But I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't weird buff up for it or anything. Yeah, weird, <laughs> weird flags. <laughs> um, so other things that are happening here, I think with free agency, uh, I don't, you know, free, I expect free agency to happen. It kind of sucks because I already have like a, a cabin rented and everything for Thanksgiving getaway. I think Thanksgiving this year is going to be free agency. We're going to go, the 18th is the draft. Yeah. Usually it's like a week or two behind that. We don't know quite yet, but I'm guessing it's going to be that window and one that sucks for us because that means we're going to be working over the holidays um but two it also is just so quick i mean we're going to go this is the other thing is teams won't necessarily know who's coming into camp until the week of camp i mean literally that's how it's going to go down week or maybe two weeks before camp you're gonna be like oh this is our roster i just feel like that makes for all teams and i don't know how this affects denver any differently but i just feel like for all teams that's going to make things a little tough you don't know who's coming we don't know tory craig or paul Millsap or mason plumley uh you know any of those guys are coming in i feel like that's a that's a pretty huge wrench in this season well think about if you're a draft pick you get drafted on <laughs> november 18th you probably don't walk into the facility for the first time until the first day of training camp wow you're right you're and right. i think i said this on a show last week but this might this year might be a total wash for for rookies for for a lot of rookies right. who need like that developmental track. There's going to be no Vegas summer league, of course. Big right. downer there for us. Um, <laughs> but also for this incoming draft class. Yeah. And I, I mean, if you have the number twenty two pick and you're the Nuggets, I mean, like if I am thinking about taking a draft and stash guy, this is the mm. year to do it. I mean, mm. this is the year to do it for sure. So for free agents for rookies it's going to be tough to get up to speed and get on the same page with everybody. All you've gotten is a training camp. Like a lot of people, people don't understand this, but during summers, like the open gym thing at a team facility is a real thing, especially for a team like the Nuggets who have a group that's in Denver a lot who are playing pickup all summer that they've had continuity, but that has been a big reason why they've gotten off to great starts too, because they're pretty much having a training camp with five on five runs two, three, four weeks before training camp actually starts. That's not going to be the case for any team this year. And then, you know, the elephant in the room sort of factor here is we're out of the bubble now. So do any of these teams' facilities close? You know what right. I mean? I mean you know, oh, man. I That's would wager there's point. at least one organization that doesn't even get this this time that we're mentioning here. So man, I this wonder is a, if – This is a great point, though. I want to, I want to keep on this one, though, vote, because we one factor we didn't really – we haven't talked about, I don't think this entire off season yet is just, we talk about can Denver get off to a good start continuity, this or that they come in with a bunch of guys out because of COVID like they did for the Orlando bubble. Then it, it's all 
throw everything else out the window. I mean, then you get off to a slow start. And I don't know how it works that Denver had so many guys, presumably, that had COVID and had to miss if maybe they're less likely now to get it or what. I, I don't know. But I do think that that's one thing we haven't really talked about. If Denver doesn't have all their guys when they start camp, <laughs> slow start. I'm sorry. It's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. As long as two of those guys are Bowl and MPJ. <laughs> like, if we learned anything from those bubble seeding games, that's, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, well, let's, speaking of Bowl and MPJ, why don't we take our first break? Because they, I think, deserve their own segment. Um, or then we'll talk about some other guys as well. But I want to talk about individual players and how this affects them. And those two guys are obviously at the top of the list for that. So let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about them. But first, if you guys are going to pick up some Breck Brews this week, check out the Palisade Peach. At the top of my Breck Brew power rankings right now is the Palisade Peach. It's an awesome choice uh, from Breck Brew. It goes down smooth. You can drink a lot of them. Perfect for like an NFL. NFL Sunday. Uh, so if you don't know where to get Breck Brew, check out the Breck Brew Beer Locator on their website. Pick up some Palisade Peach this week. Also, sign up for WGT, guys. We had a tournament this last weekend. Tons of fun. Uh, sometimes we give out cash prizes, 200 bucks, 100 bucks, DMVR swag. And you can get that by just winning a little golf tournament on WGT. So download WGT World Golf Tour from dnvrgolf.com and then search for the DNVR 3 Country Club. That way you'll automatically be entered into all of our tournaments on the weekends and you can beat up on me, Adam, vote in WGT. And when you're not playing in our tournaments, you can play against 20 million people online. Uh, so check it out, World Golf Tour WGT. Download it from dnvrgolf.com and then search for, for the DNVR 3 Country Club. Back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast, and we are talking about the implications of a December 22nd start, a winter solstice start. Many people are calling it that. And we, <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling it that. And we are going to uh, now talk about Bull Bull and Michael Porter Jr. Because you mentioned rookies. And if you're drafted on November 18th and you go into camp on December 5th, like, yeah, those rookies have no shot, man. I mean, unless you're awesome, which it doesn't sound like any of the rookies in this class are awesome. <laughs> By the way, also, let's talk about the fact that rookies haven't been playing either. I mean, there's been no NCAA. They, they're having just the least optimal entrance into the NBA possible. But Bull Bull is also a rookie next year. And he has been with the team for a whole season. But it was very clear that he needed an offseason of working on his body and just cleaning some things up. And, you know, and he – isn't going to get a full offseason only going to get a couple months of that so Harrison I'll start with you do you think um how do you think this affects Bull Bull's ability to become an impact player for Denver next year meaning a rotation player for him yeah well it hurts him in the respect that there's going to be like no regular offseason no regular offseason OTAs like to steal a term from the NFL teams no open gyms during the summer Right. Um, that's going to hurt him for sure. Uh, but the other side of the coin is that, you know, heading into next season, uh, he's got a chance to, you know, to be an impact guy because the Nuggets, you know, you're when you probably start next season, like who, who knows what, I mean, the roster is going to look like, I don't know how many minutes you're going to be wanting to give like your top guys on opening night. I think he's going to have a chance to do some things just from the onset of the regular season, because you're going to want to bring guys along slowly. Um, but look, a, a big off season for any NBA player is the off season between your rookie year and your second season. And 
I know Bowles going to be a rookie, but you know this was going to be like his first real off season right. in the NBA. Um, so I think he loses out a lot. I think he loses out a lot for that um, for sure. And just not having that connectivity with the coaching staff, I think, is a big thing as well because that's going to be something that kind of just determines how much Bull plays next year. Um, I think knowing Michael Malone, it's going to be how much does he trust Bull and just not you know seeing him the whole summer. Um, I'm sh- I know they're obviously in communication, but just not having that, you know, physical, um, like just that interaction with, with each other. I feel like that hurts too. Yeah. I, do you think vote that the nuggets maybe plan their off season differently? I mean, if, if this was a four month off season, do you think the front office looks at this and goes, okay, let's make sure there's room for bowl. And maybe now that there's a two month off season, people go, the, the front office goes, we can't count on him. We need, we, we need to have come up with, if he breaks into the rotation, so be it, but we have to count on him not being a, a piece of it. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense to me from a sort of philosophical standpoint, but I also wonder if there is a scenario in place where you have this shortened season. You, we just mentioned this in the last segment. What if there are more back to backs? What yeah. if there's more, this guy's Great not point. in as good shape or, or we don't right. know who's reporting the camp because of, because uh, of the pandemic. So in theory, there are more avenues to actually more playing time. Mm, I love this um, take. That's a great take. Which could matter you know, more, obviously, than all this yeah. offseason stuff, as important as it is. So, uh, you know, I, and then I was, I'm gonna, we're going to talk about MPJ. I'm sure this applies to both Bull and MPJ. Shortened offseason, but it's also less time in between the last time they were actually in the gym and with the coach. It's a quick turnaround. Yeah. And so – as last we saw them, they were in this mode. They were in this mindset. They were in the bubble with the team. Um, and then they're going to get right back out on the floor. So maybe there's something beneficial to that from a focus standpoint and just sort of staying in tune with, with the team. I love the point, though, about – if you guys remember, I don't remember if it was 2011 was the last lockout where they had to do back-to-back-to-backs, the three games in a row. And it was just like – I don't know if the NBA is going to have back-to-back-to-backs. Like, think about how absurd that is. That was only a decade ago. It feels like something from the 50s. When you hear the stories of Wilt Chamberlain, he had to walk 14 miles to the arena, and then he played. A back-to-back-to-back, if Denver played a team and it was their third game and the other team was like – had a game off or something that's it's almost impossible to imagine a team winning a game on a back-to-back-to-back so if they it's know, also going to be it's also going to potentially be sometimes where it's like three games in five nights against the same opponent because <laughs> yeah, they could be true. like a regional aspect of this team too yes. where the nuggets just like fly into la and play the lakers three times in five days right. <laughs> it's gonna be so weird this next season is gonna be even more of a like uh i i actually feel like this next season might be more weird than than this one in part because if there's no bubble players are gonna get covid like 100 percent zero covid cases amongst players once inside the bubble that's like unbelievable um but i do like the point so okay let's factor in the fact that there's a covid risk for players maybe some nuggets throughout the season will get covid let's factor in the back-to-backs and and threes and fives and maybe back-to-back-to-back games I think that depth becomes a part of the game plan for a team like Denver. Actually, for all teams, but I think it's a team to. like Denver is, is a, a chance to really say, okay, we roll 12 deep, and we're just going to have a strategy where when we go and have to play these three games in four nights or whatever, we have a plan in place that these guys sit one of those, these guys play one of them, and there's opportunities. So, I, so I, you know what? You've talked me into it. Well, I came fully prepared into this podcast thinking um, – 
that he would not play and vote, you've, you've persuaded me. I now think he is going to play because of that very, very thing. I just think he might not be as good as three, he would have Three been. cheers for the global pandemic. <laughs> three cheers. Um, the other player is Michael Porter. And I got to say, guys, um, <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit more about Michael Porter, maybe some of the negatives here in the next segment. Um, but I got to say, I, I'm, I'm happy that he is with Torrey Craig, it seems. I think he was with Monte earlier. But he's just back in the gym and training and working. And I know it's been a month or whatever, but not every player is back that quickly. It really feels like Michael Porter didn't take any time off. He went straight into preparing for this next season. That being said, it is going to be a short one for him as well. And we felt like he had a lot of work to do. I'll start with you this time, Vote. Do you feel like he gets a boost or sort of weighed down by the shortened offseason? Boost. Uh, I think MPJ is in a better place to sort of absorb and get better in the ways that are are most important to him, I think, going forward when he's with the team, when he's with the coaches. I think he's he's in the gym. There's no doubt about it. This dude loves hoops. But I also am not worried about that jumper and those reps. You know what I mean? Like team (laughs) defense, watching film, getting stronger, lower body strength. These are things that are easier for younger guys to improve on when they're with the organization. Body looks yeah, good, doesn't it, Wynn? Like, some of the pictures we've seen, he's looking good. He looks great. He looks great. Body looks great. Jumper looks great. Um, well, I, I, jumper I, looks great. <laughs> Everybody's jumper looks great in Tradyville. Yeah, Nobody was, has ever uh, there's, a bit, there's a hint of sarcasm. <laughs> Nobody's ever, I'm waiting for the guy that posts the video of him just bricking jumpers in a, in a, in a gym with his trainer. <laughs> the, the best one, did you see the one Andre Drummond put out the other day where no. he's like, He's going through like a pick and roll at the top of the key, uh, dishes the ball off to the corner, like runs off a screen, cir- circles under the hoop, out to the opposite corner, gets the pass, and knocks down the three. That's his game. It was like they ran a five on O set just for the Instagram video. It, <laughs> it was, was incredible. So choreographed. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it's like three screens, a couple off ball cuts, DHO. <laughs> Andre Drummond should have been better, man. That guy, that guy like is so athletic, so skilled, so talented, and so terrible. Yeah. Uh, so I'm with vote. I think this helps MPJ. MPJ is just, he's one of those guys who's a, just addicted to basketball. Yeah, like for sure. the guy can't go uh, half a day without being in the gym. So, you know, he's been in there nonstop. And I just have this sneaking suspicion that when we start up again, um, this regular season is going to be all about offense. I I just think it is. And I can just totally envision a scenario where MPJ, Jamal Murray, Yoke, these guys are just crushing defenses when this regular season tips off. Like, these guys are going to be raring to go, especially uh, Jamal Murray and uh, MPJ. So, um, I think this bodes well for MPJ. He's going to be in the gym nonstop here. COVID's not going to keep him out of the gym. Now, what about this, though? Because he does have, obviously, the injury history and does playing 72 games in such a condensed mm. schedule, does, how does that affect him? Um, does it, I mean, do the Nuggets need to go into the season with a real game plan to say, okay, there's 72 games. Assuming he doesn't get hurt, um, you know, he's only going to play in 52 of those. And Jokic is only going to play in 55 of those. And I mean, do you think there's something like that in the works or – I mean, I could see it. I think they'd be smart. Yeah, I think they'd be smart to, to put something like that in the works. Same with Bull, too. I mean, you don't want to be playing Bull 25 right. minutes a game this year. You, right. just, you just don't. 
a, a big with his injury, with his previous foot injury. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to be trying that guy every out there every night for 25 minutes a game. You don't. Right. So um, that's going to be a, a very uh, a very detailed thing. Teams are going to have to navigate this season for sure. And MPJ Bowl, I mean, I, I'm just envisioning the Nuggets are going to take another guy in the draft with sketchy injury history, knowing them. So um, they'll have to like plan accordingly for sure. You know how crazy this draft is going to be next year? Not this one, but the next one, because it was always supposed to be the great draft, right? There's a bunch of really, really talented players coming in. Kate Cunningham, I think, at the top of that list, but just a bunch of really high-profile guys. Jalen, is it Jalen Green? Um, Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of really good players. Plus, this draft might really be the year of draft and stash where a lot of those rookies don't play their regular minutes so that they come in next year as sophomores, but they're really underclassmen. I think we might have just like a crazy... The next couple seasons, the the, re- the the ripple effects of this COVID year is just like, they're going to be felt for three or four years in the NBA in a, in a crazy way. Um, you mentioned Jamal Murray. He obviously was the breakout player of the uh, of the bubble, but vote. What do you think about this condensed schedule for him and the short and off season for him? Does it have any impact or is he like in that sweet spot? Not too young, not too old. I think he's probably in the sweet spot. The only thing is he just... We almost don't talk about it enough how much of the workload falls on his shoulders. And yes. um it's how it's not just like all the points and stuff and the but it's just consistently like 40 plus minutes in, in these high leverage games. Yeah. Um and he's out there grinding, you know, in, in those Novembers when Yoke isn't or, or, or any of that. So he his body could probably use a short rest, but I think he's young enough that you know he's I don't think it's gonna hold him down. Except for we don't talk about this thing, but he gets hurt every year. And it's usually, and he always bounces back. But even if you talk about that Lakers series, I mean, he clearly wasn't a hundred percent. And so you condense the season, you know, I, I, I do worry a little bit about him as well. Just like I worried about Gary, you don't want guys to start getting hurt. And then it's that affects sort of their, their trajectory. So um, I think there's that. I do also want to talk about this though. I think the Nuggets have a great chance at getting a one seed. I wonder how aggressive teams are going to be going for that in this weird season. But I just feel like Denver has a great chance to have the best record in the regular season next year. As good a chance as anybody. Do you feel that way, Wind? Totally. Totally. The continuity aspect, um, the motivational aspect that this group's going to have, just that's pure talent. Um, but I honestly think like that's my number one question for Michael Malone and Tim Conley right now, if we had them on this podcast, it's, are you going to go for the one seed? Because mm-hmm. it's something that we've never seen this front office and coaching staff really push for. Um, yes. They've always wanted home court advantage. Yes. They've wanted like their desired run throughout the Western conference playoffs. Um, but we've never seen them like go all out for the number one seed. And it's something Calvin Booth said right after the season, right. Like, coming into next year, he didn't you know, know we, that it was going to be uh, starting in December. But sure. yeah, he, he did say, though, going into next year, we want to push for the one seed uh, because we know if there had been home court advantage this past playoffs in the bubble, we wouldn't have had home court for the semifinals and Western Conference finals. So um, that's going to be fascinating because it's just something we haven't seen this team do before. Last guy I want to talk about, the old guy, Paul Millsap. We don't know if he's going to be back or not, but let's assume he is because I kind of feel like he is going to be back. Um, but, you know, he he's the guy that could have probably used the offseason the most. I mean, the older you get, the more you need this. Does this sort of change his or, – or do you think Denver maybe gives him a month off? I mean, maybe that's one of the luxuries of Denver. They're like, all right, 
for you, season starts on January 15th, Paul. Yeah, I also wonder, like I say this sort of jokingly and it's a little dark, but man, those those months he missed during that regular season, like Paul yeah. Millsap was still playing good basketball before the break, right? Uh, before the hiatus. And yeah, I just wonder, like, honestly, how many more months he has left, whether he's fresh or not. You know what mm. I mean? And it sounds a little gloomy, but I do think he's at that stage in his career where maybe maybe you want to get him back out there while while there's still value. I still I, I I'm gonna push back on this one thing. I cause I see the there's some funny storylines that have sort of like I think gone too far. One of them is that Jeremy Grant was incredible and the other that Paul Millsap was terrible. I don't think either of those things were true. Like I think Jeremy Grant was good. And I think Paul Millsap was also good. Like he he got torched by Anthony Davis, but he also guarded Anthony Davis better than anybody else did on the Denver Nuggets roster. I just I don't maybe it's because my expectations had already lowered, like the I was prematurely lowered. So he met those lowered expectations for me. But I don't know. I don't I didn't feel like Paul Millsap was an anchor on this team by any means. I felt like he was a positive for the Nuggets. Yeah, but I I just feel like he very visibly had lost another step. Mm. And um yeah. I mean, look, I mean, you know, I'm still, I'm like, I'm as big on Paul Millsap in Denver as anyone, but I, I just think like the, the handle, I mean, like he yeah, can't yeah. like the, the, the blown layups and stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, it just I'm seems like him. he's really, really kind of over a certain hill. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. Then our, our last break. And then we come back, we're going to talk about Jokic's wedding. <laughs> he's married now. And also Michael Porter um made it six years without getting in a car crash guys that's pretty good right we're gonna talk about that on the other <laughs> side as well <laughs> all right guys at green mountain dental group right now a bunch of us have gone there our sales director Lindsay, just had her wisdom teeth out a few months back everybody who's gone has had a great experience they're great people at green mountain dental group they do great work and if you sign up for a cleaning x-ray and exam they will hook you up with a, a free Sonicare toothbrush today. They're located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver, so it's a quick trip. Uh, hit up Green Mountain Dental Group today, schedule a cleaning x-ray exam. You'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush. And also, at Strava Craft Coffee, you guys can subscribe and save 20% with a Strava Craft Coffee subscription. Just another company that is doing a subscription service. Uh, but join the Strava Craft Coffee community, just like you probably joined the DMVR community by now. And you guys can get 20% off any product you are subscribing to with Strava Craft Coffee. You can get your coffee delivered every two, three, four, six, or eight weeks. And like I said, 20% off any product you are subscribing to. Check them out, StravaCraftCoffee.com. And I ordered these um, like slippers today. Do you guys have slippers? Yes. Like warm slippers, like yeah. fuzzy. Yeah, you do? Big are they the best? Move. It's a big time move, really? yeah, especially on days like today. Yeah. Uh, if people that don't, aren't in Colorado don't know, we got we got like our first big snowstorm. Isn't this our first mm-hmm. one? This is our first yeah. One. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. our first big no, snowstorm so. of the year. It's October twenty sixth. Uh, yeah, and it's um, you know, like everything in the house is cold. My feet are like freezing, and I first thing I did when I woke up this morning is like, you know what, I'm buying these like furry, nice, nice furry. Ones. I can't wait to get <laughs> it's nice. a grown man decision. A grown man move. I'm gonna look ridiculous, but you know, I'm gonna do them. Um, so let's get to the bad stuff first guys we'll get to the good stuff later and i don't even know if bad is the right word let's we have to have some harsh truths here about uh our guy michael porter who i love really big fan big believer in that guy but he he just does some weird stuff man usually on social media and uh you know it started when he first arrived and he took that guy's shoes 
that kid's shoes that yeah. he couldn't even wear and it was just like wow that's a really weird thing and it's continued um now some of this i think he's gotten a bad rap i've talked about this before some of the things he said like were they bad pr moves sure but i don't maybe got misinterpreted or this or that but there's been more than enough like that have been properly zero, zero questions asked interpreted appropriately and the latest one comes a snap that he posted over the weekend that says oh actually i should probably pull this up so i can get it verbatim i don't want to i don't want to I don't need to screw this up. He says, gotten my first car crash today, dot, 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 space. Pretty good for being 22, if you ask me. LOL. <laughs> LOL the, at the end. This is the weirdest snap ever. Now, there's a little weirdness of us being adult men talking about another adult man's Snapchat. Um, this is the this whole one. podcast is very weird. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that being said, man, I... I can't help but read so many and just see so many of these. And now I, I genuinely dread whenever I see a new Michael Porter Jr. Snapchat update. Like, I'm like, okay, b- buckle in. Uh, yeah. All you win. <laughs> Nobody wants this? Is it, was this a, um, an off-limits topic? So I, I will come to MPJ's defense. I got in a car crash before I was 22. Getting in a car um, crash is not the – yeah, it was not the point. <laughs> the point. Uh, I, I actually, I, I don't see any problem with this. I, I don't right. see any problem with this that he decided to share that uh, life experience on a very public social media platform. Um, I, I don't have any problem with that. Um, Look at Harrison Wind. I need him as my PR agent. Everybody gets in car crashes. It happens. Yeah, what are you as an attorney? Uh, what is this? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> yeah um, I, I would... You know, I don't know if he was in his Tesla. I don't know if the self-driving feature was on or if it was off. Yeah, I'm maybe throw gonna... that back on, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> but um, every, everybody gets in car crashes. This happens. Uh, Harrison is right. Um, I have been in, in – I, I, uh, I drive Lyft and I drove Postmates in L.A. And that was a PA. So, like, I've been rear-ended. I've done the rear-ending. I have never done – then gone straight to Snapchat to let everyone know. Uh, I do think if you do connect the dots, there is like a um, this guy. I don't know if he has a PR guy, but maybe he should get one because he just he's gonna say what comes to his mind, um, which you know I think bothers more people than others. But um, it's yeah, just a pretty is, good for being twenty two part. That's just, if you ask me. It's just like okay, that's a. That's just a weird thing to say. The context of when, again, we don't know anything else about it. I just, I'm pointing, I'm only pointing this out because we have to like, we have to officially make the comment that Michael Porter has a very weird social presence. And um, I would say it's for me, mildly concerning is, is I guess how I would put it. Not like I'm like worried. I'm just, you know, I don't think we've seen the last of his like Q and A's, you know, there's there's just going to be more. If you have like an inbox, you get the notification on your phone that says Michael Porter is live doing AMA. Your first instinct is not like, oh, how interesting. It's like, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But another social media thing here, Nikola Jokic, we knew that this was happening. We haven't, we don't ever want to go full TMZ. So like I, we we all kind of knew this was happening this weekend, but we didn't want to like hype it up for people like be sitting outside of Sambor, Serbia with binoculars. But um, he got married this weekend. It's a big life event for him. We knew it was coming. Um, I don't know. I, for me, I think it's really cool. I actually am really excited about, about this in part because, you know, we've, we've, 
I won't want to say gotten to know his his girlfriend, but she's around. We talked to her in passing, and you know, from time to time, incredibly nice, really, really like. And it's just cool. It seems like a genuinely cool moment that Nikola Jokic got to tie the knot. And from the pictures that we saw, there was almost a a, a muted version of the tree dance. There was a little bit of a, a chair dance um, yeah. from you. I don't know if you guys saw this, but at one point yeah. he does get on a chair and do a little boogie. So. Um, yeah. Congrats to Jokic. What do you, do you guys have a wedding take here? Uh, I love it. Uh, big congrats. Uh, you're right. Natalia, his, his girlfriend, now, um, now wife. Very nice. Very sweet girl w- when we've uh, interacted with her at Pepsi Center. Um, now, you know, the wedding stress for Nikola is over. I'm sure he was, like, writing out invitations while sitting in his hotel room in the bubble. So... Uh, he's uh, he doesn't have to worry about those stresses anymore. Um, yeah, um, congrats, congrats! It seemed like a great wedding. It seemed like I like the fog machine. Yeah, the dude. fog <laughs> machine during the first dance was an interesting touch. I haven't seen that one before, um, but uh, it, it added a nice element. The vibes are immaculate in that video, man. You got yeah. you got to be happy for the big guy if you're a Denver Nuggets fan. These guys. They're all generously compensated for their troubles, but I think the best player of an organization has a lot to give. The responsibility is not small, and Jokic has been vocal in the past about the way that can sort of grate on him. It's not his personality type, and um, there's a lot of pressure on him, and to see him just sort of, like everyone's having a rough year, and and Jokic got to have one of the best moments of his life, presumably. and. So that's just nice. Glad to see him be able to enjoy that offseason. Glad to see him smile. And uh, look, a good Jokic, a happy Jokic is good news for Nuggets fans, you know? It's a good point. I, you, you brought up something interesting, though, because, yeah, he's a $160 million guy. And I'm not, that wedding, he's just so down to earth. Like, you know, you sometimes see some of these athlete weddings and there's like helicopters coming in and like a giraffe and all yeah, this. Yeah. Like, it looked like a regular wedding. And I mean that in a good way. Like, it just looked like a regular down-to-earth wedding which is i guess what else would be expected from Jokic? there was a there's nothing too crazy so congrats to him shouts to him do you think uh this makes him a better player no i'm just kidding um, i do no i do i'll tell you yeah. really yeah you think now Jokic is now better married Jokic better we would than say our Jokic. chances of um i know it won't literally be the month of no i guess december our chances of a november happening again are smaller because the big fella's happy well, there you go um, it would have been great. Maybe I wish the, the season started on December 15th. That might have been the best element. I guess we'll take the winter solstice. But December 15th would have been, would have been pretty good. Uh, all right. That's it for us today, guys. Um, we're going to be back all week with, with brand new shows, probably going live at the end of the week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday uh, this week. So we're going to have some live shows, but we'll have five podcasts for you to download Monday through Friday. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll be back again tomorrow with a brand new episode. Yeah, before we get out of here, guys, Check out MSU Denver online if you're looking to go back to school. If you're a uh, first-time freshman looking to finish up uh, your sophomore year, your junior year, maybe you're looking to go back to get a second degree, MSU Denver online is an awesome option. They have perfected the art of online education. They've been doing it forever, so they are very well prepared for uh, this new day and age. Check out their entire course list online, msudenver.edu backslash online. I took a class there this past summer. So did our Ali Monroy. Straight A's. That's what I heard. Great teachers. Uh, Yeah, did better in that class on average than I did during my undergrad. So (laughs) there you go. (laughs) Uh, Check out their entire course list, msudenver.edu backslash online.